Hello and welcome to the Body Surf Podcast with your budgie boys, Tim and Owie, hydrated by Hairy Man Brewery. And we're back for another week. How you doing, Owie? Yeah, I've been better, Tim. I've been been a lot better. I've been a lot worse. You're having a shocker with this microphone. Yeah, this attacking you. two weeks in a row I've chipped my tooth. I actually <laughs> did chip my tooth this time. Uh, it's not too bad. First time I chipped my tooth was actually at uh, uh, Warner Brothers Movie World. <laughs> Yeah. Hollywood on the Gold Coast. Hollywood on the Gold Coast, that's right. And we'll be on the Gold Coast in a couple of weeks. Can we do a few theme parks? I don't think we'll have time. Yeah, see, uh, I don't think we will have a lot of time. And I do, are they open? That's that's a good point. Anyone um, know in the comments? Definitely. I don't think they're open. Mm. They're definitely not open. So, uh, well. Oh, my teeth are safe. Yep. Mm. <laughs> that's good. I always, uh, I, I love that film Dumb and Dumber. Jim Carrey has a chip too. In that film, and I think he mm. just took out his little. He had like a little. What do they call that when you? Yeah, like a yeah, like filling yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, he looked very good in that movie. Mm, a cap, a yeah, gold, a gold capped teeth. Oh, is it a, a veneer? Veneer is that the word? Veneer we're for? I thought that's what they did on like houses. <laughs> Housing veneer. I'm sure someone like knows what we're a veneer. Yeah, I'm about. getting. I'm getting. Yeah, the audience is agreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> the audience um, of one. We've got a great guest on the show tonight, all the way from California. Sam Lehman is joining us. We talk a bit about body surfing. Mm. He's keen to cover a few events for us and maybe be okay. our uh, US correspondent, which will be really handy. Yeah, but now, I know we said we were getting the big names, and there's no bigger name than Sam Lehman. Well, you, you confused him with uh, Daryl Lehman. Uh, D- Daryl or Darren Lehman? Darren Lehman. Darren Lehman, yes. Uh, coach of the... Former coach of the Australian cricket team. Now, did he... And a big boy, too. Did he leave in disgrace or was it all good? Because mm. there there's a bit of stuff going on. Yeah. Was, the, he, was he involved? The ball tampering. Mm. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he lost control of the team. Yeah. And so they've gone, well, it's from the coach down, mate. Out you go. Mm. And then they replaced him with um, former cricket... Great. Oh, who's the current coach? Justin Langer. That's it, Langer. Mm. Great, great bowler, wasn't he? No, batsman. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't he have the long hair and the something in a someone else? No. No, 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 no. Uh, batsman. Okay. But, um, but, mate, pays to see you watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> I got into cricket very late, like as a, as a fan watching mm. it, because I never played. I was very uncoordinated uh, when it comes to sports. And that's why I'm, I'm such a, an expert when it comes to body surfing. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, actually, the first test match you went to was Hussey's last match. Mm-hmm. And we went for a body surf at Tamarema the, the morning of. That's right. And it was a boiling hot day mm. and you were soaking a towel um, in just water from the, the taps mm. just to cool down. Yeah. Did we get a bit of sunstroke that day, do you think? Yeah, big time, yeah. actually. Yeah. But a good surf. Great surf. I remember hitting the bottom of Tama, mm. like coming down real hard, and then we went and had a, a nice chicken roll. We did, yeah. And there's a photo of that day where my leg is not in the photo for some reason. Every time I look at it, like my leg should be there. I'm standing there. And I'm not standing on one foot, my leg's not there. Go back and look at the tape. Are you just doing what seagulls sometimes do when they try and scab a chip? Oh, they'll, yeah. they'll hide one leg and you go, oh, look at this poor disabled Under the towel, yeah, seagull. yeah, that's right. Give it a chip and it's got two legs. Yeah. It's just standing like that. Yeah. Silly seagulls. <laughs> Silly seagulls. I remember getting that chicken roll. I don't want to you know, sit on this for too much, but this is a pretty big topic. When we went to order, you'd get a piece of paper and you'd just tick the ingredients you wanted yes. and then you'd hand it in and they'd make your roll. Why don't more restaurants do that, even if it's on the iPad or Believe something? Believe it or not, we actually did that today. Oh, where where did you go? Myself in April, we went to uh, Chicken Effects. I call it a f- Chicken Effects. It's yeah. just food exchange apparently. <laughs> yes. But the marketing got me with the, the whole logo thing, FX and a chicken on it. I call it Chicken Effects. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do they say? Um Potato, potato. Uh, and so anyway, we're, we're ordering a salad and we go, oh, can we have this, this, this and this and the salad? And she goes, points to the, the card, mm. gives us a pencil. Yeah. We had to fill it in. Yeah. It's like you're, you're doing a golf scorecard. Like what's your handicap? Mm. Oh, a bit of lettuce and cucumber. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but the thing is, I get wearing the COVID. 
Yeah. And I don't want to be... Touching pencils touching, and things, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of our local, mate, you hear about the local? Yeah, I did a bit of a, a deep dive to see if we were okay. A, a, a local pub and that we, not. we frequent, yeah, has, has has a bit of an outbreak. It's not it's not as bad as they think. There's a few other ones in Sydney. Mm. And I was talking about this the other day. Like, I've been going out to a lot of pubs since they've reopened. And I feel like when you go to these sort of places, if they let you in, they have some sort of control. Mm. They're counting numbers. They're signing you in. They're spacing people out. They're making sure not too many people are coming in. Over the last week, I haven't seen any of that. And that's why I'm very worried about this second wave. And we've seen it in Melbourne. I think we're not too far away from that. Yeah. And uh, the medical expert of the Budgie Boys uh, would agree with you, Tim. Mm. He thinks in about three weeks, we're going to be back to full lockdown. I can't go back. I can't go back. And here's the thing. Say I got COVID. Mm. I would maybe be on the bench for two weeks. Mm. If we go into another lockdown, that's six weeks, maybe mm. longer. So it seems weird. We need to work out a better system than what we're doing because it's not working. Nah, yeah, I don't think it's working either. And I will agree with you on on the restaurant front. I've have not seen a lot of social distancing going on lately. I, I don't want to name names, but we went out somewhere else, and mm. it was packed, bit busier than I've ever seen it. Well, because we normally go to the Blind Bear, which is he. Uh, ben, the, the owner of the Blind Bear, mm. is very strict on yeah. his numbers. So I went in on Saturday night yeah. and he goes, listen, mate, I don't think you're going to be able to get in. He found one spot for me, mm. but he has a uh, capacity of 30 downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. And the other bar we went to mm. is probably, maybe let's say, twice as big as the as the other bar, just. Way bigger, wouldn't you say? Or it's bigger, but mm. it's like... like Square square meterage, I would probably say it's maybe two, maybe two, maybe three. Well, we went to a few a few places on the weekend. So yeah, 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 yeah. yes, yeah. Well, the first place we were at, yeah, uh, and they had definitely more than sixty people in there. Yeah, uh, and that yeah, it's 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 concerning. But um, you know, I I go out to have dinner most nights, and I mm. like having a beer most nights. And you know, because the government has allowed us to do that, I just think. I'm going to go in a, a, a bar or a pub or a restaurant and there's only going to be maybe like 10 people in there. And I don't mind waiting. Mm. I might wait at the door for 20 minutes. That's cool as long as it's safe. So that's not happening. Mm. So should we start not going out as much? Yeah, well, the, the medical experts, that's what they're saying. They're, they're, they're pull up stumps, boys. Darren Lehman. <laughs> Everyone get like get home, stay home. That's, that's the message from the experts. But... We're jumping on a plane in a few weeks, mm. and this looks like it's still going ahead. I've been emailed a little bit by um, the the airplane company I'm going with, the airplane company, <laughs> the airline I'm flying with. Yeah, Anset, the one that's still here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and they're changing things all the time, but they're not saying you got to wear a mask, you got to do this. I'm I'm gonna I'm interested to see how we go jumping on this flight. I think they're trying to cram a lot of people in because they don't want too many planes leaving. Mm. So that's going to be interesting. Um. And then when we come back, we don't have to do anything, do we? We don't have to isolate? Not unless we go into full lockdown. Mm. If you do, if we do, you possibly may have to go into 14 days. Now, April was on a plane today. Oh. And she's like, she she told me the social distancing is great at the airport. Okay, good. As That's soon good as you're on the plane, yeah. it's exactly how it was before. You're sitting next to some old digger from Melbourne. Mm. Next minute, you're you know in a hotel that you have to pay for you're, now. You're, it's three grand. That's right. But uh, even before COVID, if you like... And it always happened to me. You'd always sit next to someone who was violently ill. (laughs) And like, it was bad then. Imagine how it is now. Mm. The slightest sneeze and you're like, oh, I'm gone here. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not looking forward to it. Mate, I'm an elite athlete. I can't be next to sick people. I'm competing at Slidefest. I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) I've never met a sick person. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, and over the next few, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I am like, we've been stuck here for so long. I'm, I'm excited to get on a plane. I'm excited to go hang out with the Goldie Sliders. I'm mm. excited to surf a break. I haven't swum at before. Come on, man. It's NRL. It's NRL. It's body surfing. <laughs> get excited people. But we do have to be careful at the same time. So there's a nice balance there. Mm. Um, we should mention as well, Corey Sainsbury, cute boy, Corey shaved his blonde locks on the weekend. We went out uh, for the Bait Bay Body Bashers meet at Gate 8. Mm. It was a lot of fun. It was very cold. 
we, the budgie boys, were all in wetsuits. Mm. The Bait Bay Body Bashers were all in budgies. Yes. And we, we were called cowards. Yeah. Well, fair enough if they're calling me a coward because I didn't even get in the water. <laughs> but <laughs> what's new? Um, but I didn't see a lot of body surfing equipment from the Bait Bay team. I didn't see any flippers. I think I think when they're, they're, they they more jump in and just get wet and muck around in the shore breaks. And and it was you saw the surf, mm. it was quite interesting. There were some bigger waves out the back, yeah. but they were breaking really far out. Mm. There was a surf comp on for longboards and they had a great little setup. Mm. But the, the break we had the surf out, that was a long way out the back. And I, some of the waves were looking a bit full mm. and I was worried if I swim out all that way, I might not be able to get back. Mm. So we were just mucking around the shore. He's practicing our spins and, and just being you know, complete idiots. Well, see, isn't that embarrassing for us that the team that meets up don't take any equipment down, barely... Stay in the water. They catch one or two little shories, but still, we cannot beat them at a competition. Yeah, I think they're doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Okay, that we don't see steroids. <laughs> Sunday morning is more of a social gathering. Mm, I think okay. they're they're putting in the hard yards and training throughout the week, and that's how they dominate us. What is this? Oh, in the pool. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's fair enough. They are great swimmers. Mate, they're, they're eating microwavable protein meals. Mm. They're going to the gym. They're getting in the pool, doing laps. Mm. When when the surf's up, they're jumping in. Um, and, and they're they're fit. They're competition fit. Mm. And uh, what do we do? Go to the pub. We go to the pub. We have a punt. And then most of the time when we are at the beach, we're debating where to swim. Yes. <laughs> Is there a problem here? <laughs> There's not enough time in the water. I spoke to a client today and he, he's used to surf. And he goes, one time we got up. He lives in um, the eastern suburbs. He goes, we checked South Maroubra. Yeah, it was pretty good. And we go, oh, we won't surf here. So we went down, we checked Cronulla. Wasn't as good as South Maroubra. We got in the car again, went down, checked Stanny. Wasn't as good as South Maroubra. <laughs> so we kept driving. We went down to Dafto. It wasn't good as South Maroubra. Got all the way to Kayama <laughs> and then went to Jaroa. Oh, my goodness. And he goes, and we ended up driving home mm. in the same day and surfing at South Maroubra. And if that's not the budgie boys, I don't know <laughs> what is. Because we – and it's – that's me. I like driving around and checking as many spots as I possibly can. Mm. And and with the hope of finding the elusive, clean, offshore barrel. But really, at the end of the day, you're going to have fun no matter where you jump in. Yep. And often when we've looked at surfing, oh, it's pretty crap. When you get out there, it's fun anyway. Exactly. So the lesson here is the f where you meet up, just jump in where you meet up. Yep. Yep. And I think uh, a lot of the budgie boys would agree with that. We should also mention that um, Bondi, Matthew Bond... Head, head of childcare, yeah, the hawk, um, ran into a bit of trouble on the weekend. <laughs> he, uh, I don't know how he did this, but he locked two sets of keys in his car. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's he's got his primary set of keys, which we all hold, uh, and but then he keeps his spare set of keys mm. inside his car, yeah. which I find. Quite stupid. <laughs> and most people would. Yeah. But I was speaking to someone the other day about this situation. They go, well, if you lose your keys elsewhere, then locking them in your car, it's actually really helpful because you could be anywhere and help is only a broken window away. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if you lose your – say you're out whoop-de-doo, you lose your keys – you got no way of getting yeah. home. At least you can break the window of the car, get in, you know, you've got a spare set there. But if you do the Bondi <laughs> and lock both of them in the car at the same time, and then he had to get the locksmith out and yep. everything, it was ridiculous. And and he even said that's that's that, that's a, a surf at Urban Surf. That's how much it costs. It's, you know, mm. it's $200. Yeah, because he was like arming and ahhing about going to slide exactly. fest. That's a flight to, yeah. to slide fest. And now I'd like to say that that was the stupidest thing a, a budgie boy did that weekend, but it's not. 
Robbie and I went to Wally's Wharf on <laughs> Sunday. Now, we took the boat out on Saturday. We caught a couple of uh, slimy mackerel. Yeah. Uh, and that's not a euphemism. We actually caught a couple of slimy mackerel. Now, on Sunday, we took the boat out again. I sent him a message in the morning. Hey, you want to take the boat out? We'll go check uh, reef power out. Mm. So, he goes, yeah, that sounds good. We went to Wally's Wharf. Now, Wally's Wharf is called Wally's Wharf because people are Wally's. They, they're stupid. And it's a quite steep wharf. Yeah. So, anyway, Robbie, get, we get the boat in the water. And Robbie goes to me, you're going to go stand out on the jetty and I'm going to pass you a boat. Fine. Works good. I should have just hopped in the boat and drove the boat to <laughs> the jetty while Robbie went and parked the car on the trailer. So, Robbie goes, one, two, three, throws me the boat. The boat misses the jetty, misses me. <laughs> Starts going into the middle of the hacking. Robbie had to jump in and swim over to the boat and get it and drive the boat back. One of the old time great yarns. <laughs> Idiot. Complete fool. And I'm never going to let him, uh, I will never let him down on that. And so in one one weekend, Bondi's locked his keys in the car mm. and Robbie has thrown the boat in the middle of the hacking. So, swings and roundabouts, mate. <laughs> that sums us up. That <laughs> absolutely sums us up. Well, let's get into our interview then. Um, we're going to cross to Sam Lehman mm. in California. We are. Who, you know, America's going through a bit of stuff right now. And, Huge. Uh, I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about that. So, let's cross to him right now. Okay. Is the lighting good? Can you? Yeah, it's great. It looks good. Put a little... Put some cardboard and shit in the windows. We got, a lot of <laughs> sun. we got a lot of afternoon sun streaming in through here. Very professional. Yeah, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best with what I've got. But yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. It's a All pleasure right. to be here. All right, let's get into it. Sam, welcome to the podcast, man. All the way from America. Yes, sir. What's going on over there right now, man? It's, it seems pretty crazy. It's, it's a wild time, you know. I mean, we're under quarantine. We're under curfew from, court, from uh, you know, from protests. I'm a... Uh, quarantined up with my girlfriend right now in a steel beach which is a little bit south of uh, uh, los angeles about probably probably 30 minutes south of los angeles so and if you're familiar with long beach it's like right next door neighbors to that so they've, they've been doing a lot of protesting um out of respect for her family though i have been uh, unfortunately been able to stay inside but i've been trying to do my part and donate you know do things from the from the sidelines almost but just trying to educate people and get people activists i'm a political science major oh cool politics so yeah, so this is kind of right up my alley. I go to UC San Diego, so I kind of, you know, number one surf school in the United States, Surfline ranks, not for competition, but just because we got all the beaches just right down the street <laughs> from our dorm room. So, it's, so yeah, I kind of get a little mixture of both. It's crazy to think that America is going through a couple of big things right mm-hmm. now. You mentioned that you're in isolation. Are you allowed to go outside? Are you allowed to go for a swim? Yeah, like, What are you allowed really to do? Yeah, things are really loosening up for sure. Um, I'm definitely still a little trepidatious. Um, you know, a lot of my friends are like pre-med students. My mom's immunocompromised. My girlfriend's brother actually tested positive positive for it a while ago. Wow. And he had some uh, he had some underlying health issues too from the past. So we are all everyone's in my circle has been really conscientious. You know, I'm aware that other people don't necessarily have to be, but um, things are opening up. Uh, to answer your question. Um, restaurants slowly bars slowly i've seen a lot of my friends going out um i'm probably gonna grab a little distancing uh drink with them because i just turned 21 so here in america that's a big yeah, deal, so yeah. I can legally um legally you know enjoy <laughs> so we're gonna do that for the first time uh but yeah it's very slow i have still been distancing at the beach beaches are open uh we had a little catastrophe i'm from newport beach originally so we had if you ever saw if you if the news got to you guys there but we had big time waves of people Way oh, earlier, right. like, yeah. like early April when everyone was still supposed to be indoors. Yeah. You know? I went down to go for a little body surf and my friends and I were like, you know, maybe we'll try. We hear there's a rumor that people are just going to be freaking storming the beaches right now. But we tried to go and uh, it was too much. We couldn't. We couldn't even yeah. find a spot on the beach to sit down comfortably and conscientiously. So we had to leave. But now I'm back in the water. I've, I've mm. been body surfing the last four days, you know, enjoying it. Good times. A couple of good waves. I sent you some of the clips. They're pretty pretty subpar but you know we're doing we're, we're doing it here <laughs> trying to get back into it you know that's great yeah it, it seems like um beaches for us in australia were one of the mm-hmm. the things you could still do when everything was locked yeah. down so same sort of situation we had a lot of people flocking to the beach um yeah. we've had a few 
public holidays, like long weekends, we call them. And um, Memorial Day, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's when people, like, well, it's actually a long weekend. It's the Queen's birthday here this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. so a lot of people, you know, flock to the beach because it's one of the only mm-hmm. things you can do. But then you've yeah. got to be careful that you're not going to have a second wave of, of, of the yeah. virus. Talking about, right? In Australia, man, like we were talking the other night, we don't know anyone who has coronavirus it hasn't affected us that much um Mm -hmm. we've had uh, a few cases here but it's all been under control in america it's a very different story as you mentioned your girlfriend's brother got the virus um but like the death toll is quite large and it's it's, it's going up a lot and people were acting like it like people were acting like looser when it was still going up too Mm -hmm. it hadn't even flattened or stagnated at all so yeah and um I heard a theory. I'm, I you know you'll, you'll probably know a lot more about this being a, a political science major. Um, <laughs> I heard a theory that Donald Trump is not really handling the rights very well because he wants to use this um, and kind of blame you guys for spreading mm-hmm. the virus more. Um, it's definitely been interesting because here it's been talked about a lot. Um, not really with that can like, kind of more like Donald Trump's going to like do this. Um, there's been kind of quips here and there that he might be excited and stuff, but people are questioning what's going to do. I mean, all the, all the things that I've seen messages that my friends and people have been sending around, it's a lot of wear masks. And, but the, 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 the sentiment from a lot of people who are going out there is, I mean, this man was a lot, this man was killed. Yeah. I mean, during, during the pandemic, um, not because of the pandemic. So I think there's a sentiment here that, you know, this is almost more of a pressing issue for a lot of people than the worried about spreading the virus. And it's yeah. a lot of young people. And a lot of them, again, are college are still in college. Um, so they're either kind of already away from their older parents or, you know, or they don't really care as much about that. But, you know, so with that combined sentiment I talked about earlier, people kind of like not caring as much too. Mm. It's definitely fueling the, the kind of combination of this, like, you know, second wave potentially. But again, people are really just, you know, almost using it to just still get out there and make their voices heard. Absolutely. You know, almost showing it matters that much, yeah. you know? Yeah. I agree. I think it does matter that much. If I, you know, I told people if I wasn't here and there wasn't other people that I'd be putting abjectly at risk very clearly, you know, mm. if I was back down in San Diego in my own little, just like, you know, room and stuff and bubble, I would be out there too right now. But yeah. unfortunately there's just certain things that, you know, you can donate your money, you can donate your education, you can donate what you know and what I've been learning. And just what you've been learning is just that, you know, there needs to be a change mm. and reconstruction for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2020 has been a real big write-off pretty much. Um, it really, it really has been, you know. We're halfway through the year and like nothing nothing positive has come out of this year. Um, yeah. your, your president is up for re-election soon and oh, yeah. the, the Democrats are still trying to work out who's going who's gonna to have a crack. Whoever's yeah, whoever, mean, whoever's going to be Biden. It's it's going to be Biden yeah. having the crap. So yeah, it's, it's going to be Biden. So it's it, it's real. Who is Biden going to pick alongside him to okay. you know have, a, yeah. have you know just have their way with Donald Trump? But yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting mm. because I mean, just if you look at other elections too in the past, you know, things like that have happened at this time have almost been like a blip on the radar. Now, obviously this is much bigger than a blip and it's going to be, and we just have to hope that we can carry this energy yeah. on yeah. November. We have the October surprise, you know, where the big information gets dropped to kind of stir things around like yeah. the email stuff. So, you know, again, you just got to just really try and hold, it feels like you're trying to hold tight to the reins, you know, yeah. trying to keep it on message and keep <laughs> it direct. It's, you know, make sure that we can get them out in November, but absolutely. Well, the thing is in America, voting isn't compulsory. So whoever you uh, you put up as the, the Democratic um, nominee has to, has to get people out to vote. So that, yeah. All those non-voters, they yep. th- they need to really rally together and, and try and get them out in numbers. A lot of people say Bernie Sanders was the man who was going to get people out to vote. I mean, I'm going to say he was my guy. I'm yeah. not shy about that, so I don't really have to really pretend that I don't have an affiliation on the show. I mean, he was, you know, I was backing him. I have some resentment and stuff towards Biden. I, you know, I can policy, policy, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, we just need to get Trump gone. <laughs> Do you think... I have, I've been, yeah. Do you think Sorry, Joe no. Biden can can get people out to vote? That's what I'm concerned about. I'm hoping that with the with these current protests and the way things are, maybe it'll make people just realize kind of like I have that, you know what? We can be idealistic and I can know my stuff and my you know my books and my philosophy, but at the end of the day, it's unfortunately it's who we've got is who we got. 
And I don't know, I, I was going to do a protest vote. I was going to write in his name. I didn't want to vote for Biden. But again, as I told people who have been pushing me, you know, I'm just saying, you know, again, once I get to November, I'm probably going to have to pull the trigger because I won't be able to, you know, my conscience will be heavier if, if Trump wins and I didn't vote versus if I voted for Biden, who doesn't stand for everything that I stand for, you know. What, what's the legal age for voting in America? 18. It's weird how you can vote before you can drink. You can go in the military. You can have a gun and die for the country. You, know? you can die for this country at 16 or 17 if you look yeah. at what happened to Vietnam. So, I mean. But you yeah, can't have a, a frothy beer. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have my, my Ballast Point, you know, San Diego UCSD alum, local brewery. So, I'm just trying to, you know, stay cold. <laughs> See, I, I was uh, we were chatting online the other day, and um, one of my big dreams is to to go and, and do a bit of a stint in LA, and uh, yeah. I'm really keen to move there. Great body surfing scene, but also a great stand up comedy scene. Yeah, it's 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 kind of the best of both worlds for sure, absolutely. But I'm worried um, about American beer. Like Australia has very nice beer. Will I be I mean, able to make the transition? <laughs> I think, again, given the fact that I've just entered the realm, I'm starting to kind of play catch up, even though I've been in like, you know, college fraternity, American fraternity, you <laughs> yeah. know, we're not really going for equality. It's just like <laughs> the keg much quantities you can get <laughs> yeah. at the cheapest. So my, my palate has definitely not been at all, you know, introduced to anything great, but I can definitely speak for this. It's an India pale ale um, and it's an IPA. So it's a little, got a little kick. It's 7%. I enjoy that. You know, nice. but so, yeah, that's- I think. It's cool that you, you can't drink until you're 21 because it took me a long time. We can drink when we're 18 over here. And it took yeah. me a long time to work out what my drink was. At, yeah, least, definitely. at least you're mature enough now to kind of start off with a nice IPA. <laughs> I mean, definitely. I mean, I've definitely, again, in San Diego, it's a big brewery scene, you know, so definitely cool, I, would, cool. I would say well, it's, only, it's only probably going to be from LA to San Diego about maybe two hours, no traffic, you're at the right time. But yeah, I mean, we go and it's just... You can just drive around, walk around this little area, kind of like small little industrial, you know, parts. And they have these little cute little back shop places. Yeah. And you just go in and, yeah, you just kind of taste what you like. And, you know, they definitely, you know, the older guys, obviously, you know, who take you out and around just try and like explain to you, you know, this is what this, this is what that, you know, do you taste this, do you taste that? And you kind of try and find your way as best you can. That's cool. As you know, the the podcast is sponsored by Hairy Man Brewery. I was literally telling the joke, I was literally going to put like a sticker over it that was like one of those, you know, like American beer, you know, because I didn't want to ruin and mess with your guys's, uh, with your brand and your sponsorship. <laughs> it would be cool if we could work out a way to, to ship you a case because I guess there's no other uh, way for you to try an Australian beer yeah, like I, that. I hear about a Hairy Man, yeah. you know. Hey, I'm also going to shout out, I've uh, on your podcast, basically, it's been my podcast for, uh, for my quarantine, I've been yeah. going walks. I've lost about 25 pounds. I don't know how the kilos work out with that, but <laughs> I've dropped quite a lot just listening, going on daily walks and runs and listening to you guys talk about, because I couldn't go in the water then because it was too locked down. Mm. So I was just mind surfing with your narration over <laughs> That's so cool, man. It was, it, was, it was pretty great. As a foreigner listening to a very Australian podcast, yes, do, you, do, you, yeah. do you understand a lot of the references and the things we're talking I, about? I, that's okay. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of why it's nice sometimes to walk and run to it because if I get in my own little thoughts and you guys are talking about Cronola or something, I can kind of <laughs> just, I do look up, I do look up kind of, I try and figure out, get my bearings almost geographically because you guys talk about going up the coast and down the coast and, yeah. you know, you talk about going to Womp Camp and the, you're talking about some gate that's closing. I'm like, what the hell is that about? Like, I don't, I couldn't even picture what that looked like in my mind. Like some sort of game reserve that you guys open the gates to and like drive through. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I got the picture kind of, I mean, my, my grandfather, my, I guess my grandfather, step-grandfather, but I never met the actual one. He was from New Zealand. So cool. I have, I had that's I have a little ties there from Auckland, uh, Mount Monganui. If yeah. You're familiar also. Yeah. Lovely place. I went through, yeah, I went there once when I was like 11 or 12, but it was beautiful. Have you remember, have I you ever been to Australia? I have not. Yeah. I want to go really badly. It definitely seems like a type of temperament and people and energy that definitely fits my kind of uh, yeah. my kind of vibe, you know? And I think it's cool with social media now that you can kind of link in with the uh, body surfing community. If you needed Absolutely. a place to crash, yeah. there'd be uh, you know 20 guys that you I, could stay with. I would, I would, as long as I can just, I just got to get money for the, save money for that expensive ass plane ticket. But, um, <laughs> it's a long flight I mean, as well. It is. I mean, I've taken it once when I was younger and my God, that is a, we, I think we might've gone nonstop on one of them. Yeah. On one of the ways and that was, that was intense. That was a long time in a little metal box in the sky. <laughs> but, um, but no, I would make it for sure to get in the water and just, you know, in Australia and just, yeah. you know, enjoy the sun and the surf. It, it, sound, it sounds wonderful, you know? 
<laughs> now, if I were coming to stand up in LA and I almost want to go to Australia or Sydney. And we could do an exchange. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. It looks like, a body surf comedy exchange program. <laughs> Before we get into the, the body surf stuff, I do want to quickly talk about stand-up comedy because you're an open yeah, micer yeah, like yeah. I am. And um, what's the scene like in San Diego? You mentioned there's a few clubs. I love the scene. The scene, the scene in San Diego, honestly, with how good the waves are because it's better than LA by far. So All right. So, I mean, for me personally, I almost am – almost tempted to like start off in San Diego downtown. Cause they got the comedy store in La Jolla. Oh, cool. And that's right where I am. That's like the closest one to me. Cause I'm in La Jolla in uh, San Diego. It's a little bit North of the city. Mm. It's about, you know, probably 30 minute drive North of the city. So the city's a little far for me to get to, um, on, on college nights or if I'm working. Yeah. But, um, you can always set up for the La Jolla open mic night. There's, and downtown there's at least five or six, if not more, just in the city that people hit to night after night. Like yeah. A bar crawl. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the La Jolla comedy store is, is that like a, a franchise of the, the LA it's, one? It's like the second location. Yeah. They've got an Instagram page and everything. Cool. And, uh, obviously they don't pull as many as big names as the, the one in, in, in recurring. I mean, cause obviously the one in LA, those, you got Chris Dele, you got Rogan, all these guys going up night after, yeah. after night. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but the, the San Diego one has, it's like kind of like more like niche guys. That's the thing. They're good. Yeah. They're good. Oh, the San Diego, they're, they're very developed and if they're, they're older, maybe they're younger, but they've gotten, um, if you know, Ben Glebe, he actually ran for president. If you're familiar, he was one of our like 20,000 candidates, but he's a comedian. All right. Yeah. went to my alma mater, UCSD. Cool. Um, uh, and my, one of my poli sci professors like knew him, but yeah, he, there's like these local guys that are very developed and have their shows and yeah. specials that float around for sure. So again, a good place to start for me, especially cause like I'm, it's one of those things where I don't know if I'm going to throw my eggs all in one basket and make that classic famed LA trip, you know, to try and make it. So it's almost more like I can do some kind of work on the side and on SD and then, you know, see if I'm, you know, got the chops or if yeah. it's something that really, you know, which I think I, it's going to be something I'm going to want to do. How far would it get it'd take you to drive to the LA comedy store? Um, from where I am in Seal Beach right now, I mean, no traffic. It could probably take me around probably 30 minutes maybe oh dude know? i i drove yeah. an hour the other night to get up <laughs> yeah. i mean that's what i'm saying you've got that yeah that's what i'm saying you and that's just for one place i mean you would you would be feasting here you'd be feasting you know once i'm just i've been using this time to almost be like a, a danger field and just collect my material and then just come out on the scene with just like catalogs of shit that i've been just thinking during all my free time you know now I'm sorry as a policy <laughs> major i'm not my, my workload's not too we, I probably should explain for the audience. I feel like you don't get a lot of the Australian references. I should probably just explain okay. who Rodney Dangerfield is. Oh my god! Okay. okay. Do you think yeah, many? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think many of our listeners would know who Rodney? Who, uh, Rodney Dangerfield is an old. I mean, I don't get no respect. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not going <laughs> to try and do it, but he's basically just an old, old form comedian from oh god, 50s, 60s, yeah. maybe. Or, yeah. And he just basically he he started off like my age you know, like in, in, in 25 and he kind of didn't really make it and then he um basically kind of went and became like a sheet metal salesman i think yep, for yep. years years, <laughs> years had all this material just because he was a funny guy and then he just kind of burst back on the scene like in his 40s i think yeah. i think it was his 40s and just went on to carson and all these yeah. shows and that's where he it was he was one of those classic late bloomers you know yeah here it happens mark Marin. i mean not even but you know someone like him kind of that has their gets their second wind or their second shot you know yeah yeah but rodney was that that like that real second success story like came back kicking and i remember there's a story he did like the ed sutherland show which yeah. is a huge show back in the day mm -hmm. um so he went out and did stand-up comedy did his routine and like he was still selling the the medal <laughs> And was one he of, really? Yeah, I, I, there was, I mean, I guess there is an overlap between artists, right? That's and one of his clients wow. were like, "Were you on Ed Sutherland last night, man?" I didn't know. That's that's. I see. That's what I love about almost the old comedy scene, even up until like the '80s, because like I feel like nowadays, if you're getting it to the point where like you're going on Fallon or Kimmel, your your day job is far behind you. Yeah. In those days, it just didn't work out that way. Also, with how much they were getting paid and what you know, it's just. It's funny because you don't get much of those stories anymore. Yeah, that's right. There was a guy, um, Joe Mackey, I think his name is. He was like he was on like late night talk shows doing doing like tight fives, and he was still working, you know, a HR job. That's, and that's that's great though. That's awesome. I love. I mean, if you followed, if you know, the, if you know the Daily Show with like John Stewart, yeah, you know, Trevor Noah, yeah. Um, 
there's a great Jewish correspondent, Adam Lowitz, and he rarely comes on, kind of a bald guy. And he was like, and you come to find out he's like, has the whole background in constitutional law, of course. But, you know, these guys have these full careers and, you know, yeah. still practicing things. It's, it's, it's yeah. fun what you can do with comedy, though, because it really is just you speaking your mind about whatever you know and whatever is close to you. So, yeah. you know, I mean, people have their passions and they're going to stick with what they're going to do. It's, that's almost more honorable, in my opinion. We, we've got a, a big name uh, guy, I guess, in the body surfing community. His name's Belly Slater. He's been on the podcast I, before. I, I follow Belly. I am... I, I definitely had seen his floatings around because I follow the wedge crew guys, of course. Yeah. So there is that connection, you know, Tim Burnham, I see as one of the guys that you, one, one of the only Newport mutuals that follows budgie boys. And so I'm familiar with him and yeah, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I see belly. I've saw, seen belly float up a couple times, but didn't put the face of the name was like, Oh, that's a great body surfing name. I've never <laughs> seen that before. That's incredible. But he's you kind know, of like the, the king of uh, comedy, yes. body surfing yes. comedy. And I think it would be great if he did like a Netflix special, but it was all body surfing jokes. I was thinking about that. I actually, um, I hope I hope this doesn't get stolen on this show, but I had an idea to film something, whether it goes on TikTok, Twitter, I haven't decided yet. But I want to do stand-up, stand-up paddleboard comedy. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're on the stand-up paddleboard. And the paddleboard's like the mic, and I would get like a brick wall attached to my suit, like behind me, and I'd like go out like at like the piers, like one of the piers here, and just like see if I can just gather a crowd with like a waterproof mic and a speaker in the water and see. I would be I very interested to see how be, that goes. That'd be hilarious, man. Trying to be cutting edge here, you know. I had an idea for a crosswalk comedy where it's the same thing, but you have thirty seconds to walk across the street, you know, and you're giving people your like thirty second set and trying to make <laughs> these just strangers laugh, you know, timing the streets, but. You got to push boundaries. You got to try and cool. see what works. I could just so, imagine Belly getting up though and doing like, right? hey, you notice the difference between people who wear budgies and people that wear wetsuits and just doing like real cliche stuff. I think it'd be hilarious. I honestly think it would be almost equally as funny if the crowd got it, if they didn't. I would go yeah. and just, <laughs> like, I think that would be the act. I think it would be one of the very rare acts where like the lack of response would be part mm. of the humor. Yeah. He just goes yeah. over and just does this real niche stuff that just, you know, doesn't really reach, but it's a good point about body surfing. It's kind of what we like about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Double-edged sword. It's so rare. And even down, even down here where it's so, you know, I mean, here, the difference is you can kind of like squint down the beach and see, Oh, is he on a bodyboard or body surfing? Oh, I think that's a body surfer. And it's kind of common. It's decently common, you know, they will see four or five guys average in the water, but still far, far lower percentage. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, two days ago, I, I, um, we, we, we've kind of opened bars up again. Um, mm-hmm. You can have like 50 people in a bar. You've got to space out. So someone ran a room and um, my mate got up and he did a bit of bodyboarding material. The, oh, my God. The first time I've ever That's seen anyone do any surf-related comedy. And um, I told wow. him, like, I've got this podcast. You should come on. So uh, we'll try and get him on soon. Sam Kissinjukia is his name. Um, Sam Kissinjukia and he's, he's quite a big stand up. You know, he's, he's gone to New York. He's gone to Edinburgh. He's gone, he's traveled to Berlin. He's big in the, in the Sydney scene, also the Perth scene. So it would be cool to to get him on and and get a different perspective of of sort of that body, body surf culture. I mean, when I, I don't know, I when Brock when I saw the picture of Barack Obama body surfing, I thought (laughs) that was, I thought that was our uh, big break, honestly. Yeah. Even Form was decent, not great. You know, they got the hand like that, you know. But I, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to do it? And then just it lost traction so quickly. I'm guessing, you know, he's a, a native Hawaiian. Um, yeah, even, you know. Even though Trump says he's from Kenya. Um, he- yeah, absolutely. you got to read the stories on him too. If you've ever read any articles in high school about him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm guessing everyone who lives in Hawaii knows how to body surf. At some degree, it's kind of, yeah, at some degree, you have to just be able to take that wave, you know, in the, into the waters at some point. You're like, yeah. Well, well, let's get into some body surfing. I can see some flippers behind you, man. Um, I, got my, I got my array. Some of them are my girlfriends. Some of them are mine. So we got, I just wanted to throw it all out there because the, the back was pretty drab. So I was just trying to see what I could throw in frame to, you know, liven up the picture. <laughs> so take us through everything. What's in your floppy bucket? Well, I don't actually have a floppy bucket at the moment because of COVID. My entire car has all of my college shit in it. Okay. It's, you know, so I, my floppy bucket is going to be, I'm going back down. I got, re, I work at a kayak in, uh, in La Jolla. I work at a kayak tour guide. So I'm, oh, a kayak cool. tour guide. Awesome. So I'm using my fins every day. So I got to get my, I'm definitely gonna get my floppy bucket in order. But so I just got these, the yuccas standard flex. Yeah. I got these in the mail a couple days ago. So awesome. I've been, and I've in love in budgie boy colors as well 
Absolutely. Pink you know, and blue. I didn't actually I didn't actually rock that. My girlfriend got these for me, but these were my favorite colors. They look great. That, that he is offering and those. And if you know about anything about uh, the Yucca Fins is uh, he does a colorway and most of the times it doesn't make a comeback. So once yeah. that sells out of your size. Yeah. So we ordered these um, and they ran out of my size in process, but he's such a great guy. He gets things on time, but he just missed my, I slipped through the, slipped through the cracks and he got me an extra large and then gave me through in the padding for free. That's cool. Because he's just that kind of guy. So, yeah, and we're, we're, we've been in touch with him and we're getting him on the podcast soon, so that's going to oh be an interesting God, chat. I was going to say, I was just about to say, like, I mean, if you're getting me on here, there's a billion <laughs> other, like, you, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been doing my, you know, I've been interning for politicians and studying and I've, I actually had my dry spell of body surfing for like probably a little six month period of just not being able to get to the beach and even being that close. It's, you know, it's sad. So I finally, honestly, quarantine hit and I just started losing, losing some weight, getting out in the, in the water. And it was, it's, it's kind of coming back for sure. Cause I've been doing it since junior lifeguard days when I was like nine. Yeah. So. Wow. It's kind of like a bike for me. So it's it's nice to get back in and practice my spins and underwater takeoffs again. <laughs> no, and, that's and, I'm, and I'm starting up and I'm kind of like relearning with all, if you've been, if I'm sure you follow his, all his Instagram posts and stuff, you know, he is mm. a fountain of knowledge. So, I mean, and I love that he's an early morning riser too, because I wake up and sometimes I'll either have your podcast going or his, um, his Instagram story just playing on in my pocket. You know, it's just how to get out at wedge, you know, how to, how to properly take care of your fins and your zippers for whatever gear you want. You know, it's, mm. he explains, he gives you the rundown of the flexes really well. And I'm, I can feel the difference. The full length rail is insane. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I really wasn't expecting again. I'm not even trying to bash him, but I have my, my old beat up to fins here that I've been using forever. Yeah. You notice they're a different size too. They're that's so really much smaller, cool. aren't they? Right. Yeah. And that's an extra large. And this is the one is a large and one's a medium. I call this one like my Nemo fin, my lucky fin, because it's smaller. So, but yeah, I mean, and I notice a difference, just the full length rail. I'm, instead of kicking really fast, I'm just doing a couple big scissors and I'm, I'm getting on things timing wise too, that I've never really felt before. Like uh, dropping and being able to do a lot of nice pulling lights, you know? Um, often with that extra propulsion, you, mm -hmm. you compromise comfort. Are they still comfy? I mean, even I'm, I'm, I actually ordered a couple of uh, pair of the scraps today because they were selling out fast. If you saw the eco-friendly ones, I kind of jumped on that and I got the, uh, I got them the large, not the X large, but the soft. So I'm imagining they're going to be just as comfy with the pads. I mean, right here you get a little pressure, but again, I call you, these are big boy fins, yeah. you know, like these are, especially the standard flexes, you know, I get in the water with them and if you're not used to them, yeah, for someone like me who hasn't been on the bar too, they're, you're going to feel a little weight. But then once you start kind of working with that weight, it's, Again, not even like it's heavy, but mm. it's just you use. Yeah, you just get used to that kind of. Again, you talk about that compromise, and it's oh, it's it's a great compromise. Let me tell you that it doesn't even feel like a compromise at all. <laughs> no, and these are the most rigid ones too. So that's why I'm like, oh, these are the quote unquote rigid ones. And then there's the the softs and then the ultra softs where he's freaking snapping those things back all the way, you know. And you, if you see the stories, you know they're getting run over by cars, you know, and they're fine. So. <laughs> Now, um, what sort of hand planes do you use? You know, I don't use hand planes. Oh, cool. I, I, cool. I, I, I really don't. I don't know what that's what you guys call that, what your slang for that is, but I kind of just like to free float it out there. Yeah. I definitely use them. Um, I've, I've looked at um, Super Biscuit a couple of times. Yeah. See. I've also looked in, of course, like everyone looks into making them because, you know, it's a little less intimidating than and costly if you fuck up than a whole surfboard, you know? Yeah. But uh, I definitely am interested in trying them. Uh, I think I definitely just, again, obviously hesitation is swimming with them in big surf. Um, but again, I've, I've seen what they can do and yeah. I know how much you can, you know, much more likely are to make it out of things and hold that line. But, it's, um, it's interesting because body surfing isn't like a huge sport here, but it's starting to, you know, pipe up a bit and it, yeah. some surf shops, like most surf shops now stock at least one or two hand planes. Oh yeah. I mean, down here, it's, they've got all the, the only question down here is, are they, when are they going to put the yuccas in? And most of them yeah. already have so I mean, yeah. So you've you've seen a lot of the slide stuff around, and and what else yeah, is big in California? Yeah. Actually, I'm trying to think slide. Oh, I'm trying to think about hand plane uh, brands. I'm sure I for sure seen slide. I have not seen Wall at all. I um, guess it's exclusive. Exactly. Yeah, it's more uh, an Australian brand, but um, yeah. we, they they would ship definitely over. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I've definitely looked into it. Um, I've looked at kind of what you guys have going on there. What we have with like again like the the custom ones. There's one that I think is more local called like Dutch. Okay. I've heard of that. No. Those ones are really nice to get like these nice kind of like leather slaps, uh, straps. But yeah, there's some nice ones. I definitely want to look into it once I start kind of getting the feel for yeah. my new fins and the setup and my style. Um, definitely want to incorporate some hand play in there. Yep. 
Uh, also going to look into the Yucca Mini Boogs. Those things look absolutely legendary. Yeah, you cool. know, I like holding it out straight and just like tucking it under your forearm and just yeah. looking to go. But um, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely going to try and get some toys for sure when I can, uh, when I get my job back and have a little more income to throw around for sure. <laughs> awesome. Um, another good Australian brand is uh, Ecto. I don't know if you've heard or seen their <laughs> stuff. But if, if you're not used to using a hand plane, they make some nice small light ones. Um, so oh, it's, really? a, okay. it's a good entry level one to sort of, it's they're easy to swim with, but they also let you plane really nicely. Okay. So it's something to look at, but again, it might be hard to ship it over. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll see right now. I mean, I just ordered a, some like paint pens to, to draw on these bad boys, put some, some art on them. And then I saw that there was an Amazon uh, warehouse that just got set on fire, like oh, locally. Shivers. I woke up morning news and I'm like, well, I don't know when those paint pens are going to come. It says next Thursday, but I'm going to be shocked if they come at all, you know. When are you hoping to get back into the water? Are you going to be doing a bit over the weekend? I mean, I, I, I've i been in the water, like I said, for the last four days. This morning I woke up and it was raining, which was very strange. Yeah. Um, so I'm probably going to try and get back tomorrow morning. I don't really – I've been looking at the waves and it's kind of, again, I, I don't know. Surfline just, you know, screws me over a lot of times. So <laughs> I'm not talking too shittily on them, but – Sometimes I just like to go, especially when I'm this close. I feel yeah. a little, I feel a little much like a, you know, a press if I, you know, just like look online, don't just might as well take a 10 minute drive down there. Um, but yeah, we'll see when I go. I'm hopefully going to try and go tomorrow morning, the next day. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of free time. I, I'm in finals right now, but those are kind of winding down. So yeah, I got, you know, summer's starting soon. So I'm definitely going to. I think you're, you're better off just going down. We have a group chat and people are often going, oh, it's not looking that good. I'm looking yeah. at the cameras. I'm looking at the swell net. Like, often you just go down and it's a lot better than you think. And uh, with body you surfing, you, yeah, and you can body surf anything. Um, yeah, I absolutely. also get frustrated. A lot of our friends like try and go to different spots and try and work out mm-hmm. what's working. And sometimes it's yeah. just better just to jump in. Don't worry yeah, about it too much. That's what I'm saying. Even with surfing too, and it's definitely like a generational thing. That's why I don't think it's like a, a water. It's like a what flotation device or not you're using. There's just seems to be this idea of like people used to just go out every day, and like yeah. I mean, in Newport Beach, you have these parking lots. You see these old guys, and they don't, you know, they don't care. They're out in the parking lot with their coffees in the morning, you know, hanging out with each other. And if the waves are good, they're good. And if they stay out for three hours, they stay out for three hours. If they just paddle out for ten minutes and come back in, you know. But I think just there's not this idea of just getting in the water anymore. It's, you know, got to make sure it's firing or my gear is ready or, you know, if my photographer's not coming down. So get the shots, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They, you know, all people do is make excuses to not get in the water, I feel like mm. nowadays. It's like a crotchety old man, but that's, that's, that's how it is. It's weird. And I'm guessing the water temperature is always pretty good where you're at. It's pretty solid. I have a 3-2 Vistla 7Cs wetsuit. Oh, really? That thing gets it done. Okay. Now, I will say, I, it's probably because the user, poor care, not the company at all. I had a scare the other day because it's old. I haven't pulled out in a while, you know? And the zipper, like, the, it's, a, it's a, you know, pullover. So the thing that locks the zipper in place broke the little snap part that it snaps into. Right. So one of the waves I actually sent you, I, uh, my, it was, it was, it's pretty kind of heavy there, but small. And I wasn't used to the power and it pulled my zipper open and just filled with water immediately. Oh, jeez. Just. I looked like uh, Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and I was floating around in the impact zone with this, like, you know, looking like a before picture of myself. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> and I had to, like, try and f- filter it out to get back inside. But it worked the last, next couple of days. Have, have you got a pair of, of budgies? Do you ever just jump in with the budgies? Um, I don't jump in with budgies. I jump in with uh, board shorts. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I'm pretty good with cold water too. Um, I definitely, uh, a lot of times, like especially in San Diego, a lot of times I can remember past spring, just, you know, almost getting too hot in the mornings in my wetsuit and just jumping out and putting on my trunks again and just going out, you know, you feel a little more numb and cold, but to me, I like the, the movement that mm. it offers, mm. especially with body surfing when it really is, you have to feel the water and the propulsion and the energy. Yeah. I think it's pretty important to just kind of feel, get get dialed in yeah you know but yeah absolutely definitely people people are a little hesitant to you know go nothing you know but obviously the wedge guys you know a lot of them do rock the buggies can you even buy them at shops in america <laughs> I, mean, I mean i think you gotta go and like they would think you're a swimmer or a water polo player. yeah so, I mean, yeah or, or county huge water polo hub of almost the world arguably for sure like probably the united states california mm. so i mean they definitely sell them in like, you know, in most probably swim shops or maybe not surf shops, but I think you could, you, you could find them for sure. Around. Yeah. They're there. Well, in Australia, but, there's a lot of overlap with 
body surfing and water polo and um yeah yeah there's a there's a team here called the bait bay body bashers and pretty much uh, yeah, all their members are, are body so uh, water polo players and also, i was just listening to one about uh them going the body whomping when they just went when they're like 15 in the morning after you know after their practice That's yeah pretty- pretty fun to get an introduction that way and we're, we're very lucky to have um uga who um yeah 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 he works for keel down under and they are very good quality swimmers like they're designed for water polo and they mm-hmm. just don't come off they're, they're not supposed to come off at yeah. all they have guys tugging and exactly so they're perfect for for body surfing and um, yeah i saw you guys out on your story this morning it seemed like it was you guys have been getting some good some good swell lately looked like the kind of old cast and crew was out together the the boys are out at cronulla and um our team captain oe is doing a bit of a yeah. round trip he's gone south and then uh, north so um nice. he's probably doing a three-hour drive today um to get back home but um, he was surfing a spot called Mystics down the south coast, um, yeah. which is a great surf. It's a little, it's a little wedge, probably you know, not what you're, not what you would call a wedge, but it, it kind of works sometimes. <laughs> yeah, wedge is a wedge for sure. <laughs> and uh, and then the 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 Richie Didge crew there just heading out to mm-hmm. Cronulla. So yeah, there's probably a few photos up there of the boys getting in their wetsuits because it is chilly. It is really cold. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you guys definitely. You guys get a variation in water temperature. Oh, it's Does normally it, lovely. Like we, we, you know, we through through summer we're in there in our budgies and you, you stay in for hours. Yeah. It's only now that it's starting to cool down and get a bit mm. icy. But you know, a steamer's going to get you through. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's still Australia, mate. It's still hot. Yeah, that's that's what's <laughs> California. It's the same thing. It's still California. I mean, you definitely can get up north, and it definitely you know you get up north, and it gets. Like you got to probably in the winter time where you know your little squid lid and everything, yeah. but, but again, it's not. You see people doing it in you know Oregon and Washington and even further up north. So, how can you complain? How, exactly. How? Well, Sam, it's been really, really fun talking to you. It's I can't believe we uh, we got to talk about Rodney Dangerfield yeah. on the Body Surf Podcast. Yeah, we really covered the range of topics here. Exactly. On, on the podcast, no less. How awesome! It's been really fun. Would you like to do the sign off? I would love to, and I remember it well. It's always overhead when you're body surfing. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Take care.